Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Thursday, 20... August. It's okay. <laughs> Today is Thursday, uh, August 25th, 2022. <laughs> the weather today will be a high of 28 degrees in Edmonton. <laughs> Thank you, Everly. Uh, Everly wants to stick around for the show today. Wants to. What were you calling it? A calling it a family show. Oh, family show! I like it. In order to stay on the show, though, you have to talk because they can't see your face. All right. Okay. <laughs> Jared says twenty-eight degrees. Oof. He's yeah. going to be working in the hot sun today. Oh. What a silly goose. <laughs> Today is going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> With that attitude, it sure is. Uh, <laughs> if you recall, Gabby, we cut down all those trees in that backyard. Yes, that is hot. a big, bright backyard. <laughs> uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, we are broadcasting live as we do every morning on the Podbean app. Um, join us Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time. Like I said, on the Podbean app, and you can join in on the chat. You can click the call-in button and ask any questions you want about real estate investing for free. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Quit sliding into my DMs. <laughs> and just all you got to do, if you want your questions answered for free, I'll give you free coaching. All you got to do is wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning and come join the show live. That's it. Pretty, pretty simple. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's a pretty fair deal, right, Gab? I think so. Yeah? I think it's an awesome deal. <clears throat> I'm a pretty busy guy and I, I, man, those DMs, they, they don't, they're never just, Hey, can I just, you know what they are? They kill our family time. They're the killer of family time. Right, Everly? Mm -hmm. Can you yeah. tell everybody to slop, stop sliding into my dad's DMs? <laughs> if you're not going to talk, then you can get the heck out of here. <laughs> I'm not having a conversation with myself. <laughs> oh goodness you yeah are. that's a what you are no i'm not uh uh yeah it's uh it's it, it, sometimes it's 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 hard not to when someone just asks a simple question you just want to answer but then you answer the question and then there's 10 other questions hey i just want to ask you a quick question about flips yeah okay sure what's the question um uh, where do i find good deals well you can find them on you know kijiji you can um you can you can do like mail campaigns. You can do flyers, uh, or you can find them just as simply as on MLS. That's a simple answer, right? Yeah. Quick, simple question. It's never well. What's a mail campaign? How do I know if it's a good deal on MLS? How do I find a realtor? It's just it's, next thing you know, I'm teaching a a two day course, you know, in in Facebook Messenger or, or Instagram <laughs> DMs, which is just not fair. No. To so, us. <laughs> yeah, great for you. Great for you. I just spent half my day. <laughs> um, a lot of times, like I'm just answering that, like as as I'm stopping to get a coffee in between meetings or something like that. So I, no, it's just it's. I hope that you know people can understand it. If that's you, if that's you, the person that's DMing me, I hope you can understand that. Just even taking five minutes out of my day, it distracts me from everything that it is that I'm doing. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm probably working on four different things. You know, we've been very, very busy. We have lots of projects in the go. We have lots of rental properties. We, we coach lots of other investors. We have lots and lots and I have a family as well. Lots of different things we have going on. And, um, even just taking me away from what I'm focusing on for five minutes is, can be extremely distracting. And, uh, it, 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 it hinders my productivity during the day. Mm -hmm. So that's why we decided to have this morning show so that you guys can just call in and ask your questions here. So feel free. Here's your opportunity. Bring, bring. Hello. <laughs> you got a question, caller? 
I do. What upcoming events do you have? Okay. Well, Gabby, if you guys are going to share a microphone, you got to be a little bit closer for starters. You are way too far away. Uh, upcoming events. Well, uh, this Friday, which is tomorrow, tomorrow, catch us at our Otwell Flip in Edmonton. Uh, we have a fix and flip investor networking meetup, all the above. <laughs> at our, our most recent, yeah, at our most recently finished uh, fix and flip in Edmonton. Um, Liam Wagram is going to be uh, hosting that one. We'll be co-hosting. We'll be there. Um, but join us there. As far as I know, it should be sold out. It's pretty close to sold out. Um, if you want to register for that, it is free. We just need you to register so that way we don't have 400 people, you know, heating up that house in that 28 degree weather. Um, you just register on Eventbrite. And if you can find that link in our free Facebook group, Real Estate Investing Masters. It's right there, pinned to the top of the group. Nice. Super simple. And then on Wednesday of next week, uh, I'll be in Calgary for another Fix and Flip Investor Meetup networking social <laughs> event. Event. You can register for that on uh, on Eventbrite as well. That's in Calgary in Lake Bonavista. It's at uh, another one of our flips. That one there is, is a little past the demo stage. Uh, we're in prep stage right now. We're doing all the plumbing and getting all the ceiling work and stuff like that done. So um, I'm very excited to get out to Calgary and, and see all the Calgary investors uh, mm -hmm. for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's coming up next Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday the 31st. Register for that in uh, the Real Estate Investing Masters Facebook group. At the top, you'll see featured and you'll see the link there to register on Eventbrite. Is that too confusing? Meh, I don't think so. Can Not you for believe us, Dad's but... leaving next week to mm -hmm. Calgary without us? Mm -hmm. You don't care? I could come. You could go. You have school. You can't go. You have to talk louder. Otherwise, get the heck off my show. <laughs> uh, next Wednesday. Yeah, you got school. You're going back to school on uh, Monday. This mm -hmm. is your second last day before the weekend. <laughs> before school starts. Before school starts. <laughs> How many other people here on the live show got kids going back to school next week? Post in the comments. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? Thumbs up. Me, me, me. I do. Jeremy says, I got my ticket for the Lake Bonavista meetup. Matt and I will be in Calgary the whole day. Nice. Got a couple thumbs up. Francis says, I do. Looking forward to seeing Francis. Chris's kids are homeschooled. Nice. We should do homeschooling when I'm not so busy. No, thank you. Everly loves going to school. She has great friends. Are they greater than me? Yes. Whoa, now you speak up? <laughs> oh my gosh, she speaks. She speaks. Wow. Oh, okay. All right. Now we know what you're passionate about. Friends. Friend, friends that aren't dad. Friends that aren't dad. Ooh, speaking of jingle songs, you know, today's Thursday, right? You know what Thursdays are? Let's get this all uh, organized. Okay. Deal of the week. Brought to you by DCI Properties. Uh, this week's deal <clears throat> is in, wait for it, the highly sought after neighborhood of Glenora. Y-E-G. In Edmonton. Talking about a quick flip in Glenora. Glenora, would you say top five? Yeah, Glenora is like a primo neighborhood. People, people, yeah, want to live there. I mean, there was a period of time where we would have loved to live there. Yeah. Uh, our daughter used to go to uh, school in yeah. Glenora there. Mm -hmm. Remember? Progressive? I used to pick up, pick her up and... And Everly and I will go drive past the cute little coffee shop there, which was uh, which was owned by uh, <laughs> Andrew Ferentz. 
as, as, as if I remember correctly, um, ex uh, Edmonton Oiler captain. And uh, whenever we drive by there, we'd see all the Oilers players. Yeah, they would all remember? hang there. And uh, we we just because they all lived in the neighborhood, so um, really nice neighborhood. Um, so we got a quick flip opportunity, again brought to you by DCI Properties. Yeah, $75,000 under market value in desirable Glenora neighborhood. Um, <clears throat> I'll just tell you first things first, uh, off of this, this, you see this picture? Can you see that? I don't want to accidentally pull a cord by accident, but you see that? That is a very nice front picture. They got some stonework there. Looks like new windows. I'll double check on that. What, what do we got for windows? Windows are 20 years old, but they look good. They're white. Um, now... Mm -hmm. Glenora is interesting because there's such a mixture of teardowns and infills as well as restoring older houses. There's some really cool character homes, yeah. Yeah, but there's also a mix of like gigantic houses and like cute little bungalows. Mm. It's just like, um, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just this like really cool, old, established, beautiful trees um, tucked in. It's, it's, it's yeah. nice. Yeah. It's nice. Um, will you keep an eye on the bottom of the comments there just in case anyone has any questions about this? Sure. Um, so yes, this is uh purchase price, $475,000 or best offer closing date, September 30th. I went through the pictures already. I'm going to just going to talk about the interior features first. Uh, roof is 16 years old. Um, however, the south side looks like it's curling. Um, it needs some shingles on the top. It might just, you might just be able to get away with your shingles on one side. Uh, windows 20 years old, but they're in great condition. There's a double detached garage, uh, which is great. Paved driveway, um, brick exterior, four bedrooms, two bathrooms. Looks like there's an ensuite in the fourth bedroom downstairs. Uh, square footage, uh, 1,608 square feet above ground. It's a bungalow. Gas furnace is 13 years old. Water heater is 13 years old, but it's tankless. Looks nice. Um, and plumbing is copper and PEX, so plumbing has been upgraded. Did you just say 1,600 square feet above ground? Yeah, it doesn't look like it. Does that it? front picture does not look like that place is that big. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Um, I look forward to looking at the uh, inside pictures after the show. Agreed. <laughs> okay, so we're looking at this. The garage is in great condition. It's all drywalled in. New uh, door. So here's the thing about this property. Here's the thing. It's in really great shape. Is it? It's renovated. Yeah, it's completely renovated. Um, what happened was, from what I can see in the pictures here, what happened was is that someone didn't take very good care of it. They didn't love it like they should have. Okay. And just like, you can just see like in the basement, there's like the walls have got like what looks like claw marks. This, you know what? There's probably a dog in here. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. From what I can see in the pictures, it looks like hardwood floors. It's hard to tell though. Um, I don't... So since it's been renovated, it hasn't been taken care of? From what I can tell here. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't have all the details, but um I mean, the electrical panel's good. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah, I can see now. When you look around the edges, it's just like, this just needs a little bit of a touch-up. That's all it is. This is a very minor cosmetic. My, very, very minor. Oh, I'm watching a video. Sorry. I did not mean <laughs> to watch a video. Hopefully you guys didn't hear that. Um, very, very minor um, cosmetic flip. Like, I'm talking like, you just got to go in there and like maybe, maybe replace flooring, but I don't think you do. A little bit of drywall work. Just going in and touching up walls. The yard is huge. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just slowly getting through pictures. Drywall and a new roof. Like, look at this kitchen. They opened up the wall. They, uh, they got stainless steel appliances with tile all the way up with a hood fan there. It's a very nice fridge, but you can see it just around the edges there. That's, that's what it is. Like the dog kind of scuffing away at the door and stuff like that. This is a really nice kitchen. 
like I said, they open up the wall. They got the, the brick exposed there from the chimney. Uh, the doors are all updated. You got the beam there. It, this is a nice house. Uh, pot lights all the way through. All you need to do is you need to go in there and just touch up some walls, paint. They got four-inch baseboard. You got a little cubby at the front. That's This is really nicely done. Um, upstairs is almost ready. Downstairs is just full of junk. Yeah. Got to clean up all the junk. Yeah. Like, look at the bathroom. Look at the tub. This is nice. Same same towel as what we're dealing with at Parkview. What? Forget about it. Anyways. Um, purchase price, $475,000. Looking at the comps here, we got anywhere from $530,000 to $589,000 for after repair value. So honestly, I mean, this is just a quick run. This is a quick flip. Yeah. Uh, junk removal, some new flooring, a little bit of bathroom renos, drywall repairs, and then paint, and you're done. Honestly, this thing will be back on the market, and this will sell quickly because yeah. it's Glenora. And roof. Said roof, right? Yes. Yeah. Potentially roof. I think just one side, though. Um, yeah, it wouldn't be that much. It's just peeling a little bit there. So, um, we're Are talking there some cracks in the ceiling? Yes, there were some cracks in the ceiling. Okay. Cody's looking at it as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't go through all the pictures, but it's just, it's, it's just little yeah. cosmetic stuff. Stuff that you can get all figured out pretty quickly. So nice. Um, yeah, if you guys are interested in that, uh, go check. Well, then, then you, if you don't have it, well, Cody's got it. You want to know why Cody's got it? Because he's on the buyers list. Because he's on the DCI properties buyers list. He got it yesterday. Nice or Tuesday. Day before, yeah. So, so you go can go to www.dciproperties.ca/albertabuyers to get on that list. And you can go check out that property if you guys are interested in it. Just like we were talking with Ryan yesterday. Go give um, Adam Elliott a call. There's an option there on the... Okay, get out of here. Go, scram. You're killing my show. <laughs> Cute little unicorn. <laughs> um, just like Ryan was saying yesterday, uh, you know, you, there's an option to call Adam Elliott over there at DCI Properties. He'll yeah, walk you walk through you the through property. That. Yeah. Um, on the phone, I mean, Adams in Ontario, but they also have local reps here. If you're serious and you're a trigger puller, if you're the type of person that's ready to buy this property, you just need to see it, then call up Adam, ask him for the details, and then tell him you guys want to put an offer in, and you just need to go see it, and then go check out this property. I'm telling you right now, this is a good location. They got a nice, beautiful green grass. Green grass. <laughs> there, that's awesome. Very good. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's deal of the week. <laughs> Okay, how are we looking in the comments over here? Um, oh, oh, Jeremy's got his uh, his neighborhood analysis at Glenora. Very low crime, high income, high education in Glenora. Yeah. And Even then, higher noses. And. <laughs> yeah, she gets it. She gets it. He also it. said strong residential property mix from gentrification within the neighborhood. Yeah, it's a pretty sweet little neighborhood. Well, big neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Josh says, if you're playing Monopoly, it's the property you definitely want to buy. <laughs> yeah. I'd say Glenora would be a park place. Not quite boardwalk because Glenora is not quite on the river. I feel like the, the river properties are going to be the ones that's, um, but it's just right off it. It's, it's, yeah. he's a nice, it's very <laughs> nice. Awesome. All right. What the hell are we talking about There you about have today? it. Deal of the week. I don't know. Does anybody have anything, uh. Any big questions they need answered to take some action? Yeah. How many times I got to tell you? This show's for you. <laughs> okay. No, they're all good. They're just out there killing it. So, hmm. no, they don't need they don't need no help. Wow. <laughs> so, how'd you say the weather was today? 28 degrees. Wow. It's going to be a hot one. Sunny or rainy? Or... Oh, sunny. Sunny, yeah. Gotta wear that sunscreen. Yeah, better wear that sunscreen. Maybe we should fill up the pool for the kid. <laughs> you got uh, someone here in the comments says, I could always use help. Never know how to ask. I'm so stubborn. Mm. Um, okay. get I'm just going to Google something real quick. How to talk. 
Uh, it says here, open your mouth. Use your tongue. And do your best to communicate what it is that you're thinking. Very simple stuff. All you got to do is ask. All you got to do is ask. You know what the question is, mister? <clears throat> the question is, what do you want? That's it. What do you what do you want? This is this is probably the most difficult question. For everyone. Yeah. It's true. Because from the moment that you're born and that you're molded in your early years, you are told what to do and what you want. What life should be. Jeremy wants pancakes. Go get pancakes. Go get them. Go get them. What's stopping you? Go get them. Wilson says, sorry, I got to pick on you. Uh, I said your name already. Wilson <laughs> says, I want to focus on raising capital. Focus then. Are you focusing on it? Think about it real hard. Real hard, Wilson. Focus. Focus. That'll be $200. <laughs> He's focusing, ain't he? I want to focus on raising capital. I bet you, you already are focusing on focusing on raising capital. Do you want to raise capital? My next question is for what? My next question is why? <clears throat> My next question would be how? And then again, why? This is very simple. Coach, coaching is very simple. You only need five words. Who, what, where, why, and how. Who, what, where, why, how. Yeah. That's it. It's pretty simple stuff. What about when? Oh, when? <laughs> you don't need the sixth one. Now. It's always now. <laughs> it's always now. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you can be strategic with when, right? Proper yeah. positioning of proper conversations and certain conversations, sorry. And, but ultimately, what, sorry, let's get back to the, to the real question. What do you want? You don't want to raise capital. You want to raise capital because you want to buy something that is going to produce income for you, which is going to allow you to buy something or create something or allow you to do something. What is it that you want to do? What is it that you want to feel? What do you want? If you say I want a car, I'm going to ask you why. You better have a good answer. Mm -hmm. Feel free, anyone, in the comments. Um, Cody does have a question. Okay. When trying to find private money, should I use a letter of intent? Trying to lock down money before I find a deal. What's the private money for? To fund a deal. What part of the deal? Je ne sais pas. Renovations? The purchase costs? Is it just for the mortgage? I'm not, I'm not trying to be a dick here. I just I need to know so I can answer it correctly. I don't have answers. When would you typically use the letter of intent, Wayne? Well, I use a letter of intent for lots of different things. Letter of intent is a non-binding contract. Okay. Letter of intent is used to summarize the terms that you verbally already agreed to. What you're doing is you're getting them down on a piece of paper. It's not a contract. So you can use a letter of intent for just about anything. You can, hey, we're going to start a cupcake business. Um, you're going to take care of this. I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to bring this. You're going to bring this. And then you're going to be responsible for this. I'm going to be responsible for this. You write it down on a piece of paper, both of you sign in a non-binding contract. Mm -hmm. So that way, <clears throat> when you send it off to your lawyers to do up a, um, 
a shareholders agreement or a joint venture agreement or whichever or any anything. It's all written down already and you guys have already discussed all the terms. So because like when you send it off to a lawyer and you want to get a, you know, an unanimous shareholders agreement done, um, it takes time. It takes weeks. Yeah. They have lots of questions. But if you can send them the letter of intent with everything you guys have already agreed on and there's two signatures on there because, you know, you wrote it all down and you both signed, yes, this is what we discussed. Then it's very simple. There's no there's no confusion four weeks from now. And we're like, oh, wait a second. Didn't you say you're going to do that? I thought you said I'm getting 60 and you're getting 40. Right? So there's, there's, there's no confusion about it. So well, you can use a letter of intent whenever you want. It's a non-binding contract. It's just a way to summarize the terms that you guys have agreed to verbally and get it on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. So there's no confusion. So he said asking for both, but mostly the mortgage. Okay. So looking to raise money to hold a mortgage. Um, I think yes. I, well, you wouldn't use a letter of intent then. Um, what you'd use is a mortgage commitment letter. Mm. So you can, so say for example, you go and you talk to your aunt and your aunt has uh, $500,000 sitting in her bank account and you said, Hey, would you mind, would you like to be my bank? I'm going to be buying um, an, uh, a property. I'm going to renovate it. And then I'm going to uh, increase the value and sell it for profit. Would you like to be my bank? And she says, yes, I'd love to be your bank. Um, what about the terms? And you agree, okay, well, let's do 12% interest. I will put 10% down. Um, it's interest-only payments uh, monthly um, and for a six-month term and uh, an option to renew uh, at the end of the six months, if I'm not finished yet. She says, sure, sounds great. So you go put that on a letter of intent and write out all the terms to summarize what you guys have agreed to and both of you guys sign. And you say, okay, Aunt uh, Penelope, I'm going to go and find that property. And when I do, I'll, I'll get back to you. So when you come back in four weeks from now, when you got a perfect deal, she doesn't say, oh, I said 15%. You know, you got it all summarized. So that's what a letter of intent would be for. When you find the property and she and you send her all the details, you say, Aunt Penelope, I found this deal. Here's what it is. I'd like you to review it. She reviews it, says, this is an amazing deal. I'd love to, to be your bank on this. At that particular moment, you what you do is a mortgage commitment letter. And the mortgage commitment letter would summarize all the terms you guys have already agreed to. But this one is a commitment letter. She is committing to do this loan for you. Once you have that commitment letter signed, that's what you send off to the lawyer and her lawyer, who's going to prepare the mortgage documents, will take that information and plug it into the mortgage contract. And then they'll send it off to your lawyer for you to sign, just like a normal bank would. All of us, we sign a mortgage commitment letter when when you buy a house, just like a normal bank. Yeah. And that's it. You know what Andrew says in the in the comments here? Hmm. I want freedom. What does that mean? You want to frolic naked on the beach? <laughs> Running through the forest with daisies in your hands? What does what does freedom mean? What is what is freedom? I I love it. I love when people say I want freedom because I think it's great. You've established that. You want something better than what you have. You want What you want is you want to be free from what you have right now, what you are obligated to, what you are tied to. You want to get... Some people want freedom from those pesky kids. Not to go run away from them. Like run away say, from what your kind family. of freedom? I don't know. <laughs> freedom to, to have a bigger house. So they're not up in your in your in your face all the time. Wonder if she can hear me. No. <laughs> freedom can mean freedom from the constraints of my job, because you because I hate it. Freedom can mean to have all the money that I need, so that I never have to worry about it. Freedom can mean to do the things that I want to do every single day. The problem with freedom, though, when you say I want freedom, is that you cannot define it. It's not really measurable. And you can't measure it. 
So what you do is you keep fucking working and working and working and working. And what you have to do in order to create freedom, you have to work harder than you're currently working. So you still have to, you still have to complete your obligations and responsibilities that you already have. So you still have to go to your job every day. You still got to walk past those pesky, stinky kids every day. All the while, you have to work twice as hard to create something more on the side. And you work and you work and you work. Now you're working twice as hard, which is twice as undesirable because you have all the same conditions. And you work and you work and you work and you work and you buy all these properties and you can't measure how much it is that you actually need. So you end up putting yourself in a worse situation. Your life is actually significantly more terrible. And you've added more constraints. And when someone asks you, well, how much is enough? You're like, I don't know. I want it all. And you spend your whole fucking life working twice as hard when you don't need to. Yeah. But if you started off by knowing exactly what it is that you need and what you want, you'd be able to measure it and then you can actually create a plan or a roadmap in order to get you there within a set period of time. Mm-hmm. That's why I hate when people say I want freedom. What the fuck is freedom? Frolicking in the trees with daisies? That's that's all I see. Sounds pretty awesome to me. Sure. Well, you know what? <laughs> go quit your job. Go on EI. Go live in a one-bedroom apartment. And wake up every morning, make coffee, and go fucking frolic. Voila. If that's what you want, voila. There's a government program that that allows you to do that. 500 bucks a week, $497 a week. Go fucking frolic. Go do it. If you don't, if you can't measure what it is that you want, then I think you're full of shit. And fair to say, you'll probably never achieve it. You'll never fucking achieve it. If you haven't defined it, if you haven't figured out what it means to you, you're heading nowhere. I've met thousands and thousands of people who have told me they want freedom and they want something better for themselves. And they cannot define what it is that they actually want. They can't. And therefore, it is immeasurable. And guess what? I'm still watching them. They won't reach it. They have not reached it and they will not reach it. They lack jet fuel. Got really quiet in the comments. Uh Uh-oh. Wayne's in a mood. Better not speak. (laughs) He's going to call me out. That's why you're here, right? Jared wants to go to a Queen concert. Anyone in the comments is going to get that joke? Any Queen fans? Who doesn't? Any Queen fans? Well, not with, what's his name, Lambert. True. I I love that Sheila has the stones to try to change the the subject this morning. (laughs) (laughs) I'll answer your question, Sheila. I'm just, I'm just, now again, I think. Uh, what resources can I use to understand the various areas in Edmonton? Where to avoid growth trends and all? I've... Didn't? I, someone just talked about this recently. Um, this is a great question. You know what I'd do? I would talk to an investor-focused realtor. Because if, if the purpose of this is to to invest, I'm assuming, yeah, I would talk to an investor-focused realtor uh, in Edmonton because they're going to know which are the up-and-coming up areas. Um, oh, God. I, I, I feel like someone was just talking about this recently. She just said that Gabby mentioned there were some resources. Who's Gabby? <laughs> 
<laughs> we must have we must have talked about this recently or had someone on recently. It does sound familiar, but I have no clue. <laughs> Wasn't someone talking about Mogul having something a while back? Yeah. Um, the Mogul Realty Group having something rec- uh, some sort of a, a map or a resource. There's a neighborhood map, yeah. Annette has mentioned that several times. Um, Annette has? Yeah. Okay, so Sheila, reach out to Annette. Is Annette on the show this morning? Oh, I guess that's in a, um, in the comments here as well. What's that? Um, Jeremy said Mogul has a real estate map to help interact. And then Corey said Mogul um, has an interactive map. Yeah, so. What a, what a terrific resource that they created to help with their branding. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that, I don't want to switch, you know, topics to branding, but like that, it, what a terrific thing to do. You know what I mean? A common question that people have and then creating a resource and being the only one that has that resource. So when someone asks for it, they say, go talk to Mogul. Isn't it? Branding, man, I tell you. <laughs> Branding. What's the name of the program? Uh, Francis asked, but I'm not 100% sure what she's referring to. I think you're talking about going on EI. Oh, uh, empl- <laughs> yeah, employment insurance. You did say quit your job, which would not give you EI. Oh, well, okay. So sorry. You What you need to do is- Get laid to, off. You need to get laid off. Um, lots of ways to do that. Lots of ways to do that. Um, increase productivity to the point where they don't need as many people. Or just literally just do the bare minimum, make yourself so undesirable that they they have to lay you off because they have no grounds to fire you. <laughs> Follow me for more tips. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so for those of you who uh, want to check out that um, that interactive map, edmonton.propertiesmrg.ca slash seller slash valuation slash there it is uh there was a follow-up question uh someone says what exercise do you do to help you define what it is that you want best exercise for that um take someone that you really care about um take someone who's supportive yeah don't take don't take a a debbie downer and uh go for a very long trip Wilson actually asked this question. Guess where Wilson's going on? Well, guess who he's going on? A very long trip. You say who he's going on? Did I? <laughs> I was like, who? <laughs> where he's going? He's going yeah. on a very long trip. He's going on a very long trip. So what I would recommend is while you're 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 drinking uh, margaritas and um, getting caught in the rain, is that what they say? Pina coladas. Yeah. Um, then, uh, while you're doing that, uh, speak with the one you love about what it is, you know, that you guys would really, what your perfect day would be your perfect life. What's your, what's your day right now? What is, what is your day? What do you, what do you, what do you, who are you and what do you do every day? Right. Define yourself, define you. You are very easy to define. If I followed you for two or three days, I'd be able to figure you out pretty quickly. You wake up. You drag your ass down to make a coffee. You sit down on the couch or in bed or whichever, and you listen to the morning show. Um, And then because you listen to the whole morning show, you're probably running behind for work. And you're like, okay, I got quickly 15 minutes to throw some water in my hair or some dry shampoo and uh, brush my teeth. And hopefully the kids don't get in my way, pesky little buggers, because I've only got 15 minutes. And as you're quickly, you know, running through the living room, um, you know, they want to show you a somersault or a picture that they drew, which is so gosh darn fucking cute, but you don't have the time to fucking appreciate it. You want to appreciate it. You'd love a life where you could appreciate it, but I do not have the fucking time today. Show me when I get home. Right? It's sad. So you run upstairs and you do your teeth and you, your dry shampoo. And then uh, you go to work and you do the same fucking thing you've been doing for the last 10, 20, 30 years. And you come home and the same thing. You're just trying to get the keys out of your pocket and the purse on the hook and your jacket on the hook and trying to put down the three coffee cups that you brought in from, you know, from the car 
and the kids, they still want to show you the same goddamn picture in somersault, right? But you're just like, just give me two fucking seconds to put all this stuff down and I will look at your somersault. And you look to your spouse and you say, uh, what are we having for dinner? I don't know uh, what we were going to do, enchiladas, but we have no cheese. Fuck, why didn't you tell me to get the cheese? Okay, I guess we're ordering pizza. Yay, pizza! Right? Does this sound familiar to 90% of our listeners? You sit down and you relax and then you just check with the 30 notifications that you didn't, you weren't able to check while you were driving on your phone, right? Probably 20 on Facebook and 10 on Instagram and you got a couple emails and a couple texts from some people at work that you don't really want to read, but you're going to read anyways. And a few friends. So you sit down and you ignore your kids a little bit more and you read those things and the pizza shows up, you pay for it, you eat it, you put the kids to bed, you go to bed and then guess what? I'll see you in the morning. Rinse, repeat. Sound about right? That's who you are. Nurse, welder, plumber, painter, bank teller. So when you're in Mexico, you know, or when you're, you know, with your spouse and you're you know, getting caught in the rain or you're, uh, or while you're driving to Jasper this weekend or to Banff or to um, Canada's Wonderland, uh, I think that what you should do is have a conversation with your spouse or someone that you care about and talk about what you really want your day to look like. Because you're sick and tired of the story that I just told you and the story you've been living for the last 10, 20, 30 years. So what you should do, imagine, you ever play Sims? Anyone ever play Sims? Negative. Positive. Yeah, you played Sims. You fucking loved it. You were. I, I forgot. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's just like the original virtual reality not virtual reality but like original like you know um what do they call those spaces whatever and you started off and what you did is you got to choose a job you got to work really hard and you got to choose the life basically and if you wanted to be in shape or you wanted to sleep well you had to work out you had to eat well and stuff like that you had to make those choices stuff but like what i want you to do is i want you to design what you want your day to look like because you were born into this, you made a few decisions after you left high school or while you were in high school because you didn't study and you smoked pot. And guess what? Because you didn't study and you smoked pot all the time and you were drinking in the parks, uh, unfortunately, you didn't pass that test. So you weren't able to go to university and get a really fucking good job like your other friends. So you panicked and you tried to do something that was familiar. So you probably asked your dad or your uncle or your friends or you got a job, you know, a bootlegger and worked your way up to, you know, store manager. Right. Am I sounding about right? Is this not life? Is this not what we do? And then sometimes, you know, your uncle might be like, I really think you should get out of that fucking store. You've been working there since you were 16. Well, there's there's great employee benefits and and, and stock sharing options, stuff like that. And they match my RSBs. And I don't know. I, I don't want to be a carpenter. I just want to sell jeans. Right. Because you're too fucking chicken shit to go try something different. Right. So you stay there and your store manager bootlegger for the rest of your life, right? You're stuck there, mm-hmm. right? Is this depressing? Is this like, I'm sure there's, there's some store manager, there's some bootlegger store manager that's listening right now. I'd be like, fucking shit. <laughs> Screw you, man. <laughs> no, he's probably, probably wondering like, how the fuck does he know my life story? It's because everybody has the same fucking life story. We're all spit through the same fucking cookie cutter through the same fucking funnel. And the decisions we make between the ages of 13 and 18 define our life. Because we're trying to fit in with people. What I want you to do right now is I want you to have, take this moment to realize that you have fucking, like, I want to give you the opportunity to design what it is that you want. Yeah. If you could start from scratch today and you have to go for a drive or you have to go to Mexico because you have to get the fuck out of your house. You have to get the fuck out of what you're doing every day. You need to go somewhere different and give yourself the freedom to think for eight to 16 hours. You cannot do it on a what Thursday night with your husband when the kids are screaming. You can't. You can't do it at work. You can't do it on your drive into work. It's not long enough. What you need is you need to get away for eight hours minimum. So go for a fucking drive. Go drive to Banff, have lunch, and drive back. Go drive to Jasper. Have lunch and come back. Go drive to Jasper, do a three-hour hike, get back in the car and drive back. Something. You need time. 
you got to get all that other shit out of your head first. Mm-hmm. And what I want you to do is to design a life that you want. So I asked the question again, what do you want? Because freedom isn't a good enough answer. Mm -hmm. How the fuck do you measure freedom? Yeah. I already told you, if you, if you want to frolic in the trees, go quit your job and go frolic in the trees every day. Some people do that. Yeah. Like people where you're from. Hey. I've seen a lot of frolickers in BC. A lot of backpackers. And I'm sure if... Off grid living? Huh? Off the grid living? I'm sure if I stopped to talk to them, they would just tell me, hey, no, I just finished school, decided I wanted to see the country. I was going to say, based on, you know, what you were saying, a really good starting point is to actually, like, evaluate where you are and why you're there. Was it because, um, like, was is it intentional? Is that what you dreamed of and you went out and you took risks and chances and got the education, if that's what it is, or, um, you know, whatever it is, and you're finally there and, and that was what you wanted? Or is where you are based on what somebody else told you you should do? Or um, by chance, like I know for me in my career, I just by chance when I was young, got a job in hotels Can, as a reservation agent. We've got 15 minutes. Do you mind talking about from the moment you moved to Edmonton? Mm-hmm. So you moved because you had a boyfriend, mm-hmm. not me, <laughs> um, who was coming to Edmonton yeah. and you traveled with him. Yeah. Do you mind just talking about that and just being open and vulnerable about how you got to where you were? Yeah. And um, actually, and and before I came to Edmonton, I had also just finished um, getting my um, aesthetician training. So I was a fully certified aesthetician. And I thought I'm going to come to Edmonton and I'm going to be an aesthetician. And that was um, at the time to me intentional. That is what I thought I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And so I signed up for the course and did the year of um, schooling and and got my certifications. Um, Mazel tov. Yeah. And when I, when I got here, it was actually, and I think about this often because it is like one decision that changed the trajectory of, of my career and ultimately where I ended up. But I came and I had some interviews. And when I came to Edmonton, the now hiring signs were all you could see. You would drive down the highway and literally all you could see is now hiring signs. I remember it was crazy. Yeah. So it was, uh, that was 2006, six that I moved to Edmonton. Um, so got a couple interviews and, um, I had this one interview at a spa, uh, a really nice spa would have, I thought it was going to be a really great place. And I had the weirdest interview. And so I'm used to, um, I'm a really hard worker. I'm, I often have joked and referred to myself as a workhorse, like, tell me what to do, show me where to go. And I'm, I'm, I'll get shit done. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's just like my, my work mentality that I've always had. So I was like, I've always nailed every interview. I've always been a star employee. Like I have no problem getting employed and keeping and maintaining and growing within a job. And so I had this one interview and it was the most strange interview. And, um, she was like taking phone calls in the middle and was all scattered and was, um, just like this, like really odd interview that left me thinking like, what the heck is like, is this Edmonton? Like I was like all freaked out. Like, is this the type of people I'm going to be working for? Like, is, are things just too crazy? Like what's going on? And, um, and so like the interview put me off and I was like, I don't know if I want to be an esthetician here. Like this, this is crazy. Like what's happening. And so it was like the next day or something that I also just applied to some places in the area just for some random jobs, just in case, like, I didn't know if I was going to get case jobs. Yeah. Oh, like I didn't okay. know if I would, if at that point I was like questioning what I was doing and stuff. And, um, that same day got a call from the hotel that I applied at and asked if I could come in like right away for an interview because everybody was like trying to snatch up whoever they could and got the job on the spot and was asked if I could start tomorrow. And money, 
comfort, good interview, path seemed like a lovely resistance. person, a lovely manager, path of least resistance. Um, I took it. So reservation. Because you were too concerned about trying to find what you can. And like, I'll yeah. just work here temporarily to get some money in, in, yeah. in my pocket and then I'll find Figure the perfect out. spot. Yeah. Um, so I took the job and the hotel industry, you can, you can keep growing and keep moving around. There's always places to go, always things like, you know what I mean? Like it's, there's so many levels within the hotel industry. It's not just one ladder, it's like snakes and ladders. Yeah. It's like snakes and ladders. There's so many different ladders in different directions. (laughs) Sometimes you take one and then you you fall down the snake and then you get back up and you. Yeah. And I am, as I previously alluded to, a workhorse that gets shit done and that has no problem um, with promotions and being a star employee. And I worked my way up. And How long were you in there? I was in there from, so 2006 to 2015. Yeah. So almost almost a decade, I just got sucked right in there. And um, by the time I left, I was in an executive position, a revenue manager for three boutique hotels in Edmonton. So on the executive team, I was making high-level decisions and um, dealing with all of the re- revenue decisions for the hotels. Um, Did they have like stock sharing and like RSP matching and stuff like that? Um, <laughs> no, no, they didn't. <laughs> But it sure must have felt good to be in those big fucking fancy meetings with the owner of the, all of these hotels and stuff yeah. like that and construction company. And it was ter- it was terrifying. It was also really cool. Um, I outsourced our uh, reservations department from uh, locally out to uh, Florida, like just like some cra- crazy stuff that I was putting in place to better manage the hotels and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So they were flying me out to Florida for training, training all of the employees out there and all kinds of stuff like. Um, did I really good? It did for a time. But like, looking back at that, that was a random, like, had I had I if I was still there, and I asked myself, am I here because this was intentional? This is what I wanted to do and where I wanted to be? Or was this a series of events that were the least path of path of resistance? Mm -hmm. And I just took them because it was easy. And 100%. I followed a path that was easy and non-intentional and wasn't the life that I wanted. Mm-hmm. So that's a great starting point to ask yourself is where you are intentionally what you want or just a series of events that has, that have happened. I talk about the um, don't be a floater thing a lot. And that's what people do. And I think that all of you um, I, I get a lot of messages saying, Hey, I, you told me to read emails. I loved it. So here's my new book. Um, that I want everyone to read. And I'm going to keep repeating this. Um, bear with me if you've never read Tony Robbins before, because this is going to sound really cheesy. But go read Awaken the Giant Within. Seriously. It's 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 probably my second favorite book. If, you're, if you can stomach it, um, there is an audio tape version from like the 90s, which is like really cheesy 1990s audio tape. If you're like an audio book type person, <clears throat> but Tony Robbins reads it. If you can get past the cheesy nineties, like, you know, you know what I mean? Like the, the music in between, if you can get past that, it's, it's some really, really amazing stuff. Me, I have a hard time reading. I can't, I can't sit for too long. Um, my mind drifts. I'll read something and then my mind will drift, but go read that book because in that book, he talks about what's called the Niagara syndrome. And I, every time I try and, tell it I always butcher it so I'll try and I'm going to butcher a perfectly good episode but the Niagara syndrome is all about just like people when when they're born and and when they get into you know when they reach the the, let's say 13 14 18 whatever they kind of just jump into the Niagara River because that's what everybody does they all jump into the Niagara River and they just start floating and they you know they're they're in with the current you know the current events the current stories the current gossip the current whatever right you're in the current everybody else in the current you're all going in the same direction and, you know, you don't really think about it. You don't. You just just keep floating with everybody else. 
and you don't have a plan. And then eventually what ends up happening, for those of you in Ontario, you're going to know a little bit more than I do or more than other uh, other provinces. Um, you keep going down the Niagara River, eventually you're going to hear the rushing sounds of Niagara Falls. And you're going to realize, oh shit, Niagara Falls is coming. I need to do something. So this, the, what they call what they call that is 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 a is a breakthrough moment or a rock bottom moment. You know what I mean? You're floating and you're floating and floating. You're not thinking about shit. You think that everything's fine, and because you're not making any plans, something bad eventually happens. Because you're not you're not forward thinking. You're not being you're not being productive. You're not um, being proactive. Sorry, you're not being proactive about thinking what's coming up, and you just think that you can float just like everybody else. And then something bad is coming. And then when that happens, you instantly go and you reach for a branch or you try and grab onto someone else. And you're just like frantically trying to figure out what the fuck am I going to do? Suddenly you decide this is the moment I want to take control of my life because I don't want to go over the falls and die. die. Yeah. Right. You grab onto a branch, you kind of save yourself. Sometimes you go over. Sometimes people go over. And it's, you know, it can have a really bad you know, it could be a really bad moment in your life or some people get hurt from the rocks, but they still survive. And it's moments like that where those are what's called breakthrough. They what can create a breakthrough moment. So what you decide is that I never want to experience that shit ever again. Right? So you go and you, you build a boat for the next time you hop in the river. Right? So that way, you know, you don't hit the rocks or, you know, some people are smart enough to build a boat and a paddle so that you can start either paddling upstream or against the current to the shore while everybody else just floats, right? And what that means is it's, it's taking control of your life. Those breakthrough moments um, when you hit the rocks and you're just about to go over the falls and you save yourself because you've grabbed down to a twig or a branch and you saved yourself... Those are, those are very, very, very valuable moments. If you do happen to find yourself in one of those moments, what I recommend is you use it like and leverage it to make some serious changes in your life. COVID-19 was a great example. Mm-hmm. When people started getting laid off, they thought that they were totally fine. Well, guess what? No one's coming into fucking bootlegger when they can't go into stores. Bootlegger shut down. For like eight months. And then they like, they allowed a certain amount of people in the mall for it, but you had to wear masks and all that other shit. And like, it was down to like 10% of their normal sales, right? You as a store manager, you're, you're fucked. You had to lay off all your employees and everything else, right? That was, that was a damn near Niagara Falls moment. And some people just hopped onto EI and, and just, you know, they, they got out of it. And some people decided that I don't ever want to experience anything like that ever again. Right. So they started taking some real estate education. They said, I want to get into real estate. I want to start doing some wholesaling on the side. I want to make sure that I got some extra cash for my family. So I'm never put in that situation again. Mm-hmm. It's totally fine that you are where you are. Because to be honest, if you look at the river, everybody else is in the fucking river the same as, just the same. You know what I mean? It's just the way that we are brought up. It is that it's traditions. It's the schooling system. This isn't me bashing the schooling system. It's just that that's what it creates. It creates employees, right? It's just the, the decisions you made when you were a kid, which... You can't fucking blame yourself for. A lot of that has to do with the friends that you had. Mm-hmm. That's why I worry for my daughter so much. Is like the friends that she's creating right now are going to define where she goes in life. Because she's going to be constantly trying to fit in. Which is scary. As a parent and, and knowing what I know, it's very scary for me. But I have to just let her experience it. But it's the decisions you made when you were a kid. And the friends you decided to hang out with, which got you to where you are today. And you did what was what you thought to be smart is the path of least resistance, the safe path. Yeah. Gabby wanted to be an esthetician. I don't know what the fuck your goals were on top of that. Maybe creating your own salon or something. I don't think so. It doesn't really sound like you. Oh, yeah. I wanted a mobile. I wanted to have my own mobile salon. What the f- And what is like, 
I even had all the equipment. I had my own table. I had all of my, yeah. She but had I needed all. some experience first. She needed to get a little bit of experience and she had one bad interview and then she, you know, naturally she just was playing it safe. And she also had a few backup things just because like, she's not reckless. You just wanted to, like, you had bills to pay. Mm-hmm. You just got a new place. Had rent to pay. Yeah. You had rent to pay. Just so you, out. like, I, I have to, I can't just put all of my eggs in this basket. Am I sounding like anyone right now or anyone that you know? So, you know. 100, but knowing myself and, like, looking back, I don't, like, I can't speak 100% certainty because, like, a lot of it is a blur. I have have a terrible memory, but knowing myself like I do, I was probably 98% just scared. Mm-hmm. Like, because that was new. Being an aesthetician was also new. I just got out of school. Who am I? Am I going to be any good? You know, all those types of things. So probably 98% of that p- decision was also just fear. Fear of what? Fail. Failure. Fear of going over the falls or fear of what people are going to think of you back in BC? No, like like just being scared of, of the job. You said fear, fear of failure. Yeah, of failing at the job. Failing at the job. Yeah. Oh, okay, because of your obsession with with being a workhorse and being... Yeah, being the best. Being the best. Yeah. Pride. So you played it safe. So I played it safe. Path. Anybody can answer answer a phone at a hotel. <laughs> but for a period of time until you find the right one. Yeah. Until the moment's right. Which you got comfortable. I did get comfortable. And then they started like treating you really good and realizing, yeah. holy shit, Gabby's really amazing. Started handing me the promotions. I didn't even apply for them. <clears throat> and when you got the it's promotions, cherry-picked. you started getting more money. You started seeing the opportunities that were within the, that snakes and ladders game. Mm-hmm. And you probably thought to yourself, how much more money, if, if I was to leave and go back to my dream, how like I'd probably be making the same amount, if not a little bit less, going back to the bottom again. Yeah. I've worked my way all the way up to, you know, three quarters of the way up the snakes and ladders board. Why would I go back to the bottom over here to make less money? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I got a good thing going. Yeah. So this actually makes more sense. And logically in your head, that seemed more, that sounded smart to you. I'm not saying any of this is right or any of this is wrong. What I'm trying to show you is how quickly and easily we kind of just get caught up in this. Yeah. And that is why you are where you are today. The the funny thing is, is that I could tell you to quit it all today and start fresh and do the things that you want to do. You know, let's, what was someone saying there earlier? I want to raise capital. Why don't you quit your job and raise capital today? Why not? Why not? Like, you know what I mean? Because oh, I need to pay the bills. So now you're stuck in this this little yeah. this little flushing toilet bowl, just like constantly going in circles. And you can't seem to fucking get out of it because you feel like you have to do these things now. Right? Why not just quit your job? I wish, you know what, there was a person that I'm talking to currently right now, which is not anyone, but it's all of you in general. I wish you all got fucking fired today. Seriously, I wish you would all get fired so you can experience your full potential. Yeah, opportunity. Because getting fired is like hanging over the edge of Niagara Falls. What are you going to do? The fuck you going to do? You're going to fucking reach whatever the fuck you got. You're going to sell whatever you got. You're going to go and call whoever the fuck you need to call. And you're going to do whatever the fuck you need to do. And you're not going to give a shit about what people think about you. You're going to go and hide. You're going to, you're going to duck because you're not, you're really, you're not going to want people to see you. So you're going to work your ass off. You're going to put your head down and not think about what people think about you. Because the most important things at that particular moment is living. Survival. Survival. Protecting your family. Because your kids are probably fucking dangling off it too. Right? We'll do whatever the fuck it takes. And most of you have never fucking been in that position before. And it's hard for me to explain to you how to raise capital or how to find your next deal or how to create a business if you've never fucking experienced that before. Because every fucking successful person that I know and that I study have been in those positions before, whether where they're, you know, they're lying, uh, they're sleeping 
you know, on, on the floor of their fucking business or they had to sell their house or they had to sell their fucking couch in order to survive. And those are the most fucking successful people that I know. Mm -hmm. Think about that today. And think about what it is that you actually fucking want. And on, on tomorrow or Monday, if you need, a, you need a few more days to figure it out, but I'm not giving you more than a few days. Come back and tell me what the fuck you want. What do you want? You tell me what it is that you want and I will show you how to make it. That part's easy, but I can't fucking tell you how to do it if you don't tell me what it is that you want. That's your homework. Today's Thursday, tomorrow's Friday. Bring your homework, okay? See you then. Have an awesome day, day guys. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.